Thanks for tuning in to another episode of From Funding to Fame, where we interview the founders and funders currently raising capital on FrontFunder, as well as experts in the private capital markets. I'm your host, Trieste Redding, the head of campaigns at FrontFunder, and I'm excited to introduce more Canadians to equity crowdfunding. This podcast episode features conversations about a business's current operations and future plans, and as a result, may contain forward-looking information. There can be no assurance that forward-looking information will prove to be accurate, as actual results and future events could differ materially from those anticipated in such statements. Listeners should not place undue reliance on forward-looking information. Today, we're going to be speaking with the CEO and founder of Mindset Beverages, Duggan Gruel. Mindset Beverages is Canada's first and only CBD beverage company that is introducing a range of products from delicious shelf-stable kombucha beverages to frosted frozen freezies. In an aim to help shift you into the right headspace, Mindset has created a THC-free, bitter-free, CBD-only cannabis beverage for your enjoyment. Mindset Beverages is making a splash ahead of its official product release with great news coverage and a big market opportunity ahead. Featured in Vancouver Magazine as a relaxation toolkit essential in their March-April 2023, The Ultimate Chill Issue. They've been profiled in BC Business with CEO Guggen Gruel saying, we want to be the replacement drink for alcohol and other things that just don't make you feel good. The global cannabis beverage market was valued at $3.4 billion in 2020 as it expected to grow to $14.6 billion in 2026 at a compound annual growth rate of 27.5%. 66% of non-cannabis users who are open to trying cannabis are interested in consuming it in an edible or drinkable format. And Mindset has doubled the industry average for retail penetration market and have commitments from over 40% of retailers that they have contacted across British Columbia and Ontario, all of whom are excited to carry their products in store. Hi, Gagan. Thanks so much for joining us today on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Trieste. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Super excited to talk to you today. I know you've got a, a really exciting professional background. You started your first company in 2007 as the founder and CEO of Simply Recruiting Canada. You've also acted as a board of director on five different companies. Not to mention, you also recently completed your executive MBA at Simon Fraser University in 2019. So was there anything in particular that inspired you to develop such a strong entrepreneurial background throughout your career? No, <laughs> um, I think it's one of those things. And um, I, I think Steve Jobs said it best. He's like, you know, sometimes you can't see the dots as you're living through them. But then when you look back, you can connect them. Uh, and uh, I, I very much think that's kind of what's happened to me is I've, I've found things that I've really enjoyed doing along the way. And that's kind of led me to where I am now. That's amazing. Love the uh, the analogy there. Now, in particular with Mindset Beverages, you've mentioned that uh, before starting it, you were in search of a CBD-only cannabis drink that didn't contain the same cannabis emulsion with the bitter flavor profile that most of the beverages on the market had. So how does Mindset differ from its competitors and what makes the beverage company so special? Yeah, it's uh, it's actually interesting. You know, with, with legalization, I started kind of experimenting a little bit with uh, with cannabis. And I'm not an anxious person at all. And all of a sudden, with some of that experimentation, I started becoming anxious, and I couldn't quite figure it out. And I started learning a lot more about THC and CBD and kind of what the differences are between the two. And then I realized, well, THC is kind of that psychoactive component of cannabis and CBD is, is that medicinal component of it. 
Um, and so the more I looked into it, the more I realized it wasn't the THC side of things that I really liked. It was the CBD side of things that I really liked. And that kind of led me down this rabbit hole of being like, okay, well, what do we have in the market that I would then enjoy? And uh, there was really nothing. <laughs> so it seems as if um, everybody that's in the market right now is really focused on that THC side of things. And for people like me who aren't interested in that, it was very difficult to find anything on the CBD side. The more I looked into it, the more I realized that CBD has so many other health benefits as well that we don't really talk about, but are still kind of included in the stigma around cannabis, even though it's very different than it um, in a way. And so that was really kind of what led me down the path was, was taking a look at what was on the market, realizing there wasn't anything that I liked, uh, and then thinking, well, how hard can this be? And then, you know, over the last two years, realizing how hard it really is. So that's a great journey. I always love it when, uh, you know, founders are really developing that product or solution that they themselves want to see in the market. And I think in particular, obviously, the, the cannabis market has been so buzzed about and so talked about over the last couple of years. So it's really interesting that you were able to identify, hey, there's a gap here. There's something missing. And, and that's what you yourself want to see in the market, which is great. Yeah, you know, we were really looking for something that could kind of help contribute to like your mind and your gut health, if you will. Um, which is why we came up with mindset, because we just think it's so important. You're taking care of so many different parts of your body. You're taking care of your yourself. You're taking, you know, it's mindset. So, Love that. Absolutely. Now, looking at the, the market specifically, in, in 2020, the global cannabis beverage market was valued at $3.4 billion with potential to grow to $14.6 billion by 2026. In addition to the legalization of cannabis for medical and recreational purposes, how is the, the range of benefits shifting in favor of mindset and how can the company capitalize on this growing demand in the marketplace? Yeah, I think there's a couple of different things that are happening there, right? One, you've got the stigma that's around cannabis is reducing. So you're seeing more and more people open to experimenting with it and trying it. Um, we have a, uh, a neuro-ophthalmologist that we're, we're working with right now. And it was really interesting because she was actually telling us about you know, a few years ago, how when she thought about CBD and prescribing it to some of her patients, there was a little bit of this stigma still attached to it. And there's not so much of an outcry, but people that just weren't comfortable with it. But then now, if you take a look at it, she actually has patients that are coming up to her and saying, hey, is this an opportunity or a possibility for me? And people are really starting to kind of ask about it and, and learn more about it. So I think that uh, if anything, this is kind of the right time to start capitalizing on something like this because it is hitting the mainstream a little bit more. People are becoming comfortable with it. And you're realizing that it's not about that psychoactive side of it. There, There's so many health benefits to this as well. Absolutely. Definitely a changing market, destigmatization for sure. I know, I think I just read this week that um, Uber Eats is now delivering cannabis in Vancouver, Victoria, and New West, British oh, Columbia. Really? Okay. Yeah. So definitely um, you can now order it from your app. It's uh, definitely um, a different environment, different market opportunity. And it's great to see, you know, the products that are being developed out of that as well. Yeah. There's this really cool farm gate side of it that's opening up as well, which is going to allow people to be able to go on site to certain licensed processing facilities and be able to actually like try and buy there as well. I don't know exactly wow. what's happening with really cool things happening with that too. No, that's very interesting. Now, since founding the company in January of 2021, um, you've been able to create a, a product line composed of four unique kombucha flavors using custom formulas to create a great tasting beverage. I know you've got some highlighted behind you there as well. So <laughs> absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit more about these flavors, why you chose to create these ones initially? And um, yeah, what sets them apart? Yeah, you know, um, it was actually quite the journey. Like we went through over 90 iterations to get to the four that we have now. So 
you know, the four flavors that we were really excited about and pushing forward with are fruit jam, uh, ginger turmeric, orange rooibos, and a pink grapefruit. It's uh, why we went with these four. We just liked them the best. You know, again, after trying all the different flavors that we tried, there were so many components to it as well. We wanted to make sure that we had a very low sugar content. We wanted to make sure that there was a very like little to no caffeine in our beverages. Uh, we wanted them to be healthy, but we wanted them to taste good. And for me, that was a really big component of it is that if I'm not going to enjoy it, I can't imagine somebody else enjoying it. And the reason we went ahead with these four is because they're all very they're all very good, but they're all very unique and very different than one another as well. And, and that's kind of what I really enjoyed about it. Do you have a favorite flavor yourself? <laughs> I was worried <laughs> you were going to ask this. <laughs> um, it, it's hard for me to, to pick one. In all honesty, like, again, they're, they're all so different from each other. Like, you know, sometimes when you try a, like a seltzer and whether or not it's a mango seltzer or a strawberry seltzer, they all kind of taste the same. These ones don't, you know, when you create a, a CBD emulsion to put into a beverage, it has its own properties. And then those properties mix with the, like the tea component of what we have here. So even though the, the base of the beverage is, is the same or similar, that emulsion changes the actual construct of the entire beverage. So um, for me, it really depends on mood. Like I, I love the fruit jam because it tastes like, like a really good, um, you know, like when you, when you have a, a really good gin beverage and you can still taste the gin, like that bitterness yep. that comes through, like the fruit beverage has that, like you feel like you're drinking something and I love okay. it. Um, but then if I have the pink grapefruit, it's got like a really nice kind of citrusy tangy component to it, which is just super refreshing. But then the ginger turmeric, I just feel like I'm healthy when I drink that and it tastes so good too. So it's, it's really hard for me to pick one. Cause I just, I honestly, I enjoy them all. I think you've just convinced everyone listening to try the product with those amazing descriptions. Um, definitely uh, encourage everyone when, uh, you know, you can check out the product on the market, try all the flavors, pick your favorite. It sounds like they are all fantastic. Yeah, they, they really, really are. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, we chatted about this this earlier and you've partnered with Route One Sales Agency, which will help distribute the product to, to potentially over a thousand locations across BC and Ontario. So can you tell us a little bit more about the company's business model and how you plan to grow? Yeah. So so Route One is a kind of a partner agency that we're working with for our distribution model. Great group of guys over there, Chris and Tim. They've been running that that agency for a number of years. Um, they've got access to, I think, yeah, well over a thousand stores across Canada. Now, in terms of us and, and our launch, we really plan on launching in BC uh, and then, you know, kind of our own backyard, something that we're used to, and then really focusing on the, you know, Ontario and then other parts of Canada as, as we go on. Uh, in terms of our, our launch strategy, we're trying to be organic and natural about it, right? This isn't... Um, you know, we don't want to be in your face with, with our launch, but we, we are definitely doing some really cool things, some very strategic partnerships, some amazing organizations that we're working with as well. We're, we've got a strategic partnership with Pacific Autism Family Network, um, and that one's really close to me because I, I didn't know this, but I learned it as we launched the company is that CBD has been known to treat seizures caused by epilepsy, oh. caused by ASD. And so, you know, the more I looked into that, the more I just realized that this was an organization we had to work with. Um, from there, you know, we, we started working with uh, Kids Up Front Charity as well, which is a great organization that um, uh, helps uh, deliver events and experiences to children that might not otherwise be able to have access to them. Uh, and that is very dear to me. It's just I'd, I'd love anything to do with, with helping kids. Um, and then we have like a really cool kind of like creative arts program where we're working with a lot of... Um, 
a lot of different uh, artists and uh, you know singers, writers, directors, producers, actors. And what we really want to do is be able to kind of support their career. So we're we've got like this really cool ambassador program that we're working with 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 people that we want to associate with and people that want to associate with our brand to really help kind of bring attention to what we're doing and what we're working on. So hopefully that'll get some eyes on us and really help Chris and Tim and his team as well. I had no idea you were uh, so involved in the community and had such a, a philanthropic component to the company as well. So it's great to hear that that's, uh, you know, really a priority and something that you guys have been looking to do from the onset. I, I love to hear companies that are that kind of mission driven in what they do. Yeah, you know, for us, there had to be a real authenticity behind it. It, uh, it wasn't enough for us to just say that, oh, hey, this is something we want to do. It's interesting, like we actually started designing those partnerships and those relationships before we had the final flavors done, really, because it was so important to the core business. So I'm really happy we could do that. It's incredible. Well, that leads uh, well into my next question. You you really have created a, a very strong brand. I think the, the product looks great. Um, so I'd love to hear a little bit more about the, the partnerships and brand ambassador programs, as well as kind of social media that you've mentioned as as that relates to the sales and marketing strategy. I know as well, kind of influencers has been a, a big portion of what you're looking to do as well. So perhaps you can walk us through what some of those those plans look like on the marketing and sales side. Yeah, it, it's really cool. Actually, we're working on this, uh, what we're calling what's your mindset as a campaign. Um, and, and, you know, there's, I, I think in life, there's so many there's so many things that we we can kind of focus on. Uh, and so what we really wanted to do was, was partner up with people that embodied a certain type of mindset, if you will, right? And so we've had, um, we've got campaigns that we're running about, let's say, fun seeking and adventure or focus or um, compassion or um, discipline, you, you know, like it's, it's really, I think it's really neat because it's not so much about the mindsets that we are associating with people. It's about saying, Hey, look, like, like we love what you're doing. We would love to be able to feature you and partner with you. Um, tell us like, what, what is your mindset? Right. And then from there, it's all about kind of capturing that and sharing that with our audience and their audience as well. And, and we find that that's been getting a lot of traction. We're really excited about that because it gives us a chance to really kind of work with some cool people that we wouldn't otherwise be able to work with. So. I feel like that's a great tagline or concept as well. What's your mindset? So many people can just relate to that and identify with that. So it sounds like a, a great way to really engage the community more as well. Yeah. And it's okay to have more than one mindset and it changes, right? Like yeah. your mindset can be very driven in the morning, but then by the end of the day, you're like, yeah, I just want to chill. Right. So time for uh, the mindset product right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. We kind of meet you where you need to be. So yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, um, one of the other things that's quite unique is that you do uh, operate your own production facility. Um, so we'd love to know more about what inspired you to do this and what measures you may need to take to ensure that you comply with the Canadian policies and regulations surrounding the production of CBD products as well. Yeah, that, that's a really good one. Because that was the tough part about getting to market as well. And why we've probably hit some delays, you know, when it comes down to any cannabis product, like products or cannabis 2.0, as edibles and, and beverages are referred to, um, you have to have a processing license, obviously, to be able to kind of like manufacture and create your product, but then you need a sales license to be able to sell it. There's a whole bunch of other things that, that need to be done there as well. We tried working with a few co-packers, but the prices were just astronomical. Like we couldn't manage our, our profitability per unit when we were looking at that. Um, and so it just wasn't a viable business. So really, in terms of like becoming our own manufacturing facility, it was more out of need than it was out of something that we wanted to do. But then we found that that was our best way to kind of share returns with our shareholders as well, because we went from a profitability per unit of 8% 
which seems to be a bit of the industry average, to well over 40%. And so when wow. you take a look at that, you know, that, that's huge. Uh, and a big shout out to our LP that we're working with, Glen Valley Cannabis, because they've been instrumental in helping us set up our facility um, with them and their license. So really, it's about us being able to produce with Glen Valley Cannabis uh, and then sell under their processing license and sales license to be able to get to market. And, and that's what's helping us really kind of push through that compliance and the regulatory pieces. Great innovation is born out of necessity. And it sounds like that was a, a fantastic decision that you made as a business there. Oh, it was huge, like massive. Definitely, uh, definitely made the business so much more viable. Absolutely. Well, I always love to ask founders such as yourself with, with incredible experience, uh, a little bit about leadership. Um, so as we look into things, obviously, you've got professional experience being, uh, you know, a founder several times, being a board member. So how have these experiences contributed to your career and your your work now with Mindset Beverages? Yeah, um, I'm not going to have a very exciting answer for you here. <laughs> I, I really believe in just finding good people to work with and being as transparent as possible. I think if if you're honest with other people and you kind of you tell your team what you expect of them and they tell you what what they're struggling with and what they're happy with and you can have those really great open conversations uh, that that's what drives a company you know and we've been quite fortunate to be able to build an amazing team of advisors as well of uh, some really great people in the city that I know that have kind of helped us create this brand and, and the story behind it and and really it's just come down to good people and again us being very open and transparent with each other. Love that approach to leadership. Transparency is definitely so important, I think, in today's market and for attracting and, and maintaining top talent, as you had said. And it, it really just allows the, the company to, to operate in a much better capacity as well. So it's nice to see that uh, after your you know years of experience as an entrepreneur, that's you know where you're at with your career, that you're able to build an environment of transparency and trust. Yeah, you can probably ask me about my formulation and I'd almost tell you before I caught myself. So... <laughs> <laughs> Now, you founded the company in, in uh, 2021, as we said. Um, obviously, it's always a journey as an entrepreneur. So I'd love to know what's been one of your favorite moments so far. Oh, it's such a good question. Um, honestly, I'd have to say the people that I've met kind of along the way. Like there are so many people in the industry that I I would never have met because our, our past just would not have crossed in some other capacity. And there's just some really amazing and genuine people in cannabis and uh, in, in the ready-to-drink space. And they they all want to share their knowledge and they want everyone to succeed. And um, I've made some amazing friendships along the way. So I, I love that. And that's really kind of helped us create what we're going after, which is, a you know, the best cannabis or like CBD infused beverage company that we can be. It sounds a little Ooh. corny, I know it, <laughs> but uh, it's really true. No, it's great. You know, I, I think one of the biggest things with entrepreneurship is it's always about the journey and not the destination. And those relationships that you make while you're on the journey are critical to, you know, enjoying your time as an entrepreneur and success as a business. So it's, uh, yeah, I think it's it's great that, you know, relationships have been such a important part of your journey with mindset as well. There's so many lessons that have been learned, you know, like we, we can go through these and try to pick up all the, the best practices ourselves. But when you've got amazing people that have gone through it and they've seen the struggles and, and they 
know not shortcuts, but they know how to navigate certain things. Uh, you can't have that without really good people, and, and especially really good people that want to help you. And so when we take a look at what we've been able to accomplish, although it's been a long time, there's been so many things that we've been able to shorten and get through much quicker because of all these amazing individuals that have been able to kind of point us in the right direction with certain things. I think that's great advice and so true. I mean, we can spend the time ourselves making those mistakes, gaining those learnings, or you can speak to people who have already been there and done that and learn from them so that you yourself can, uh, you know, take different steps as you go down that journey to, to help you get there quicker. So I love that uh, that's been something you found as part of your journey so far as well. Now, life as an entrepreneur, it can be busy, it can be stressful. Um, so what do you do in your spare time to de-stress and clear your mind? Aside from drinking the product, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, really, I, I try to um, I try to spend time with friends. Like, you know, my, my social calendar is pretty full. I love being around good people that make me feel good, but I am a bit of an introvert at times as well. So recognizing when I need to be alone, um, spending time with my family, kind of going on walks, going for drives, listening to music, whatever it is, I think the most important part is that self-reflection like self-reflection piece and kind of really realizing if you're struggling in the moment or what you're feeling and then being able to give yourself that. I think that is the hardest part, but the most important part. Great. It's always good to have that uh, time to yourself, but also have those opportunities where you connect and engage with more people. And I, I hear all the time from entrepreneurs, you know, that idea of getting back to nature, spending some time outdoors. Um, I think though, too, like what you highlighted there, sometimes just driving in the car with music is one of the best ways to relax and de-stress and just uh, get out of your headspace there. So I, I like that that's uh, something you've incorporated into your routine yeah. there as well. It's funny, actually. I find myself driving without any music on sometimes. I'll be, I'll be really? driving 35, 40 minutes later, but like, oh, wait, I'm not listening to anything. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also, you know, I think one of the biggest struggles that entrepreneurs have as well is, you know, a lot of times we're on our own. And so we yeah. get inside our heads. And this is why I think that social aspect of it is so important is because you have to build that community around yourself, that support, you know, that support group, if you will, uh, because without it, sometimes you don't even see what you've been able to accomplish over, over a period of time. True. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, entrepreneurship is often talked about as being kind of that lonelier path where, you know, you really are doing a lot on your own. And, and if you're not taking that time to find that community or reach out to individuals, it can be a, a bit of a, a tough process there. So it's definitely good to connect with other like-minded people, build that network around you who uh, can keep supporting you as you go on that uh, mission of, of building various companies as well. No, very definitely. Now, um, another thing I always like to, to talk to entrepreneurs about is obviously you're, you're raising capital right now, and we know that raising capital can be no easy task, um, let alone preparing all the, the necessary information to, to showcase the company as well. So based on your learnings, what was your mindset going into this capital raise, and why did you decide to pursue equity crowdfunding for this round? Yeah, you know, um, sorry, drop something there. No worries. <laughs> um, why do we pursue equity crowdfunding? You know, for, for us, a couple of things. We've been, uh, you know, we raised a little bit of money. We, we got some great momentum. We have a product that's very different than anything else that's in that market uh, or even kind of out in the market that's right now. And then you've got regulations that might be changing as well. So it's pretty, not easy, but exciting to get people excited about what we have and what we're going to be sharing. Now, with that, though, you want, um, you really want 
people that love your product and, and want to be ambassadors for you and want to tell their friends that they're a part of this company and a part of this journey. And that's what really excites me about the equity crowdfunding side of it as well is we, we have something and I think it's going to take off and I think it's going to do really well and we can go out and we can get investment, but we want people that are trying our product and drinking our product to, to want to be a part of it. And I think that's what's exciting about crowdfunding. Like imagine you had the chance to invest in Coca-Cola as like a friend or family member, like back in the day, right? Like that's to be a part of that journey and be a part of that investment at the very beginning. Um, I think that's what's really cool. Absolutely. That's the, the nice part about being a consumer focused product is that you can really get all those customers, those brand ambassadors to now support you on another level as being a co-owner and what it is that you do. And actually for myself, from my own experience, I started with FriendFunder as an investor prior to, to actually working on the team here. One of the things that I loved is just like walking into a Whole Foods or any store and you're going down the product aisles and it's like, yeah, I'm a co-owner in that company or I know this, yeah. you know, um, and I just love that. And I would probably annoy all my friends talking about all these <laughs> great companies that I was investing in and now a co-owner in as well. But I think that's what makes it so exciting for the, the customers and supporters of those companies is really now being that co-owner. And of course, for the, the business um, itself, you now have all these people who are passionately wanting to buy this product and advocate for this product anytime they're at the store or in the community with friends and family, which just helps companies long-term as well as they're looking to, to grow and increase sales. No, I definitely think so. Now, one of your, your goals is to establish mindset as a leader in the, the cannabis-infused beverage market within the next two years. So how will this current raise help towards progressing those goals that mindset has set? And perhaps you can tell us a little bit more kind of what the use of funds is for the round. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so with what we're raising right now, that's really going to help us with our production side of it. So we've got some great momentum kind of going behind us in terms of the flavors that we've created. Uh, the commitments from stores that want to be able to carry our product. And now it's about getting that product out to stores, right? Uh, so in terms of our roadmap, if you will, we've got these four amazing kombuchas that we're working on. We've actually developed three really cool freezy flavors as well. Oh, really? But uh, we've got that coming down the pipeline. Uh, and then we're working on some non-alcoholic cocktails uh, with uh, with CBD infused in those as well. So we are a CBD only company. We're, again, we're staying away from THC. We're really kind of focused on that feel good, medicinal health benefit side of things. Uh, but we've got some really cool product releases coming down the road. And then we are looking at expansion into the U.S. So everything that we're raising here is about all of those different steps to kind of fulfill the roadmap the way we've created it here. That's amazing. Some really uh, exciting product development ahead, which is fantastic. And um, that leads well into the next questions that we have here. We did have a chance to survey some investors uh, ahead of this episode. So I'd love to run through a couple of those questions here quickly. Um, so one of which is touching on, uh, you know, the product is not in market yet. And you mentioned a little bit before kind of what that launch plan is looking like. So perhaps you can tell us a little bit more of what the rollout strategy will look like for the products. Yeah. So again, great question. Um, our roller strategy is pretty simple. Like we are just finishing up our production months right now. We want to be launching in BC as quickly as possible. As soon as we've launched in BC, we'd like to be able to likely launch in Ontario and Alberta right around the same time later this year with a rollout of the rest of Canada, very closely followed by that. Um, and then kind of by early next year, we want to really be looking into what we could be doing in the US market and expansion there as well. Great. And that actually is the next question on just what those plans are to expand into the U.S. So are you planning on going uh, West Coast first? Are there certain areas in the U.S. that you're targeting? Perhaps you can tell us a bit more about that. 
Yeah, we we are definitely looking at the kind of West Coast, if you will. I, forgive me, my geography is terrible. Um, but uh, we have a few different ideas of, of where we'd like to launch and where we'd like to go. Um, you know, with CBD in the U.S., we're very lucky because it's it's federally, it's legal, so you can take it across state lines, whereas you can't do that with THC. So we do have the ability to produce in a state that's friendly for us and be able to ship wherever's needed accordingly. And, and I think, you know, we've narrowed it down to two or three different places that we would like to kind of produce in. Uh, and then from there, it'll just be a matter of where we decide the best places are to sell. That sounds good. Well, I appreciate you answering those questions from uh, investors. I know they appreciate it as well. Now, as we we get towards the the end of the the interview today, I always love to just ask founders, um, really for any founders or future entrepreneurs listening, what's one piece of advice that you'd like to share with them? Oh, I don't know if this is going to go against traditional <laughs> traditional answers or, or wisdom. Um, but I, I think one of the best things you can do is actually share your ideas. And I know that we're, we're always hesitant to do so because we're worried that somebody else is going to come and steal that idea and then we're not going to have it anymore. But an idea is more than just an idea. It's execution of that idea as well. And I think if you have something that you're really excited about and passionate about, um, the more you're able to share it with people, the more you will realize, am I actually passionate about this? And will I be able to you know, interest others in what I'm working on here? And so I've always been a really big fan of that because that's where you really get your your MVPs, uh, your, your biggest supporters. And, and I think that's a crucial component of any business if you want to be launching something. I really like your take on that. To your point, it, it may not be the most conventional, but at the same time, worrying about an idea being stolen or something like that is, is very much coming to it from a, a point of scarcity. You know, you're worried that someone might take that idea rather than looking at it from the perspective that, hey, you can actually be validating interest in this product right now by talking to about people about it, getting feedback, getting, uh, you know, initial uh, ideas. So I think that's a, a really great way to look at it in terms of having those conversations, building that excitement, seeing what interest there is for an opportunity. And to your point, even um, understanding yourself, if this is something that you want to pursue out of the, those conversations as well. Yeah, I think that's, uh, and again, that comes with that self-reflection component as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Great piece of advice. Really, really appreciate that there. Now, another question that uh, I always like to ask as we come towards the end of the podcast is more so on investors. We know that through equity crowdfunding, investors <laughs> can support companies in many more ways than just capital. Um, and that can be obviously big brand ambassadors for the, the company itself. So how can potential investors and brand ambassadors of, of mindset help the business succeed in the future? It's really just about sharing um, our brand and our story with with their networks, right? So if this is something that they're passionate about and they're excited about our product and our branding and, and all the different things that we're working on, it's share it with as many people as you can. Once we're in stores, you know, go buy it, support us. Um, it, it's really as simple as that. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I love that for sure. Now, last question for today. For those listening, how can they invest in Mindset Beverages? We have the most amazing relationship with FrontFunder right now where we're listed on their platform. So if that is something you're interested in, and I really hope that you are, please just take a look at FrontFunder slash Mindset, I think it is, um, and uh, and go visit us there. Take a look at some of the really cool you know rewards and perks and things that we have to offer as well. But uh, it's a very easy process, and we would very much appreciate it. 
That's great. I think um, investments are starting at $500 on front funders. So very accessible for, for anyone interested. There's a great video on the site, um, pitch deck campaign materials, as well as some great perks. Um, so definitely encourage everyone to check that out. Um, and uh, for those who are wanting to learn more, um, you can, as uh, Guggen said, at www.frontfunder.com forward slash mindset. Um, so Guggen, thank you so much for, for being here today. Love chatting with you, learning more about your journey as an entrepreneur and mindset beverages. Trias, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. For anyone new to the podcast, Frontfunder is Canada's leading equity crowdfunding platform, enabling all Canadians to invest in the most exciting startups and growth stage companies, something that was previously only available to the 1%. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter so you can have your questions answered in an upcoming episode. This podcast episode is for informational purposes only and should not constitute financial advice. Investors should conduct their own due diligence on any investment they may be considering on FrontFunder. For details of any offering listed on FrontFunder, refer to the offering document on their campaign page at www.frontfunder.com.